Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Here's drilled him with a right hand and missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platform. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, for joining you in the 630 Chad Studios. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Make you think of good fellows at all, hearing that song? Digitex, buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. Coming up on today's show, we're going to replay a couple clips in the opening uh, half hour in our Oilers Now Direct Workwear Audio Vault from Scott Housen, one particular of note on uh, Philip Broberg, the defenseman. Uh, we'll get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Elite Promotional Marketing. Your clients love the outdoors. Get them the hottest summer gear like branded camping chairs, coolers, and more. And then we've got a host. Of guests on today's show. Coming up at 12.35, former Edmonton Oiler, Dustin Penner. Not caught up with him for a couple of years. Uh, author of the book Grit and Glory, celebrating 40 years of the Edmonton Oilers. 
Lorna Schultz Nicholson. We'll get a preview of tomorrow's Battle of Alberta encounter, the Edmonton Eskimos and the Calgary Stampeders. That is a 5 o'clock kickoff, 3.30 pregame here on 6.30. Chad, the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Eskimos, Morley Scott, joining us on today's edition of Oilers Now. And speaking of play-by-play voices, he was once the play-by-play voice of the Birmingham Bulls and the Nashville Predators. But in the South, where college football is a religion, he is known as probably the biggest name in uh, college football radio broadcasting. Eli Gold coming up, uh, play-by-play voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide on Oilers Now. You can reach us at any time on our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. They've got Cheap Trick taking stage at River Cree, August the 10th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at 630-630 on the Heartland Ford text line. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. They've got the great Kretzky, Mike Kretzky out there as well is Griff Jarvis. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. And Brendan Escott, who's going to be handling things here for the next couple weeks, maybe longer, we shall see, is going to join us right now. Hey, Brendan, what's going on? What's shaking? Same old, same old Bob. Excited for the long weekend. You get an extra long weekend here. Like, Is there no show Monday? Is it a best of Oilers Now? we're, We're best of, man. Oh, well. What are you, you going to do on the Best of Oilers Now show? Have you decided how you're going to put that puppy together yet? We're cooking up some stuff from uh, our ever-popular Legends of the Game series. We'll be rerunning some of that. On that note, you, uh, I know we did Kevin Lowe on Wednesday. Uh, just a reminder, Wayne Gretzky, Wayne, from the Edmonton operation. And this, Brennan, is not your 7- to 10-minute interview. This is a long uh, put it this way, I think you're going to be splitting it off into three segments at least, uh, maybe four or five segments on Wednesday. show. close to an hour and a half coming up with Wayne Gretzky next Wednesday on Oilers Now as part of Legends of the Game. By the way, special th- thanks and shout-out to Al May from the Washington Capitals coming in the studio. I know over the next couple of weeks you're going to bring some different cats in. Um, one, another young stud like yourself that works for us now with the uh, Oilers Entertainment Group, Tony Brar. So there you have it. Tony Brar will be, uh, that should be interesting. You're, you're going to have to talk to him about ball hockey. Apparently he gets in fights on Twitter with guys in ball hockey. Well, uh, here's the thing is I wanted him for this upcoming Thursday, and he'll be at Nationals with the Edmonton Savages. So we'll, uh, we'll get That's the, the name of the, the team, the, the Savages? That's correct. Because there was like the Dirty Birds, were, were they not like oh, a problem? Oh, Bob. I, I, I played the Dirty Birds in my division, which is a step below. Were, they, were they really dirty? They're dirty. They're dirty? They're they, a dirty team. They actually, I believe that was the, the most recent season was their last one. They're calling it quits. And, and now, so these guys have been playing ball hockey for like, what, how long has this team been together? Like tw- like 20 years, 15 or 20 and, years. And they're older guys that know how to use a stick. Is that what you're saying? And Oh, yeah. Uh, they, there's, there is, uh, there's a game within the game. They're the kind of team you absolutely hate to play against, but you know, uh, the legacy is something you got to respect. Okay, uh, there was the Playboys. Was there not the Edmonton Playboys at one time that were a prominent ball hockey team? I know we were talking to Alme yesterday about Doug McCarthy, and he was one of the, Doug McCarthy was one of the best ball hockey players the city saw. And, you know, Doug's Doug's in his late 50s now, and was still I mean, hey, when, when you go and play minor pro and put up 100 point seasons in your 40s, 
you probably have got some skill and some abilities. So there you have it. Uh, wow, we're talking about ball hockey lore. Let's get to it. Our orders now, Audio Vault for Direct Work, where, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, now in Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Scott Housen is uh, the Director of Player Development for the Edmonton Oilers. He was on yesterday's edition of Oilers Now. Philip Roberg, Sweden. I think Sweden plays Canada today. That game, is that game on right now? They are live. I saw Canada was up 2-0 after the first intermission. All right. So, uh, Scott Housen yesterday in Oilers Now talking about Philip Roberg's decision to play in Sweden. With Shalefki, he's playing against men. He's playing in a really quick, good league, competitive league. Uh, The game moves quickly there. Uh, And he's playing against men. uh, But he's probably not going to get the same type of role. So we were were happy with both. I think the one concern we have is is that uh, he doesn't, play enough in Shalaftia. And uh, in talking, I haven't talked to the coach yet, but Philip has, uh, his agents have. I'm going to talk to the coach next week. I wanted to see Philip play a couple times before I talk to the coach. Um, so I'm going to call him next week. Um, it seems like uh, he's going to get an uh, ample opportunity to play right away. He told me that they have eight or nine defensemen, but two are hurt until Christmas with fairly serious injuries. A very young player with him on the team at 2000 born. So it seems like there's going to be a spot there for him, but he's going to have to go out there and earn it and play. So um, I guess we, uh, I guess all things being equal, uh, we're ha- if, if we knew he was going to play against men and play a lot, then we were we probably favor Shalaftia just because the competition's better. That's Oilers Director of Player Development Scott Housen, who then added some additional comments on our Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear on how uh, Olivier Rodrigue looked. Uh, Rodrigue uh, last year made it to the third round of the playoffs, but was out basically from March until, I don't know, uh, the third round of the playoffs. Then he had to come in. Uh, He's been traded uh, and will be playing in the Quebec League again this season. He is signed, by the way. He's on. If you go to uh, capfriendly.com, you would see... Rodrigue listed uh, as uh, one of the order's 49 contracts, but uh, his contract slides, as does Broberg's, by the way. Those are the two that would slide. So Edmonton's really at 47 contracts. Here's Scott Helson on Olivier Rodrigue at the Junior uh, Summer Showcase. Olivier played the first game, Bob, and they beat Canada 4-1. He had a he looked as good as I've ever seen him look in that game. He played the first half. He didn't allow a goal. I think he had 17 shots. But um, what happens in this tournament is is Canada comes in, they practice for a day or two. All the other teams have already played, okay. and usually they get off to a tough start in the first period. And that's what happened in that game. Olivier stopped, I think, fourteen in the first period. They got out shot fourteen six, but they came out one nothing lead, and he was really really good in that game. And then they went on to win the game four one. There you go. That is Scott Housen joining us on Oilers Now. Just a couple other little. Uh, news and notes. Um, obviously, ongoing fluid situation with Yesapoliarvi. Is there the potential for something? Yeah, sure. It, it could happen. Maybe it picks up a bit after the Junior Summer Showcase in the Holinka Tournament. I don't know. Could he end up back here? Yes. But again, it, it's a fluid situation, and I think the preference from the agency would be uh, you know, that uh, Yessa would be potentially moved. That said, Ken Holland's an experienced GM. You know, Marcus Lato's an experienced agent. We'll see how it all plays out. 
in the end. Um, Derek Broussard. Uh, Derek Broussard. Uh, what about Derek Broussard? Possible he turned something down with the Islanders on a low-end one-year deal. Could he make sense? Maybe. Uh, again, the Oilers have contract space. They don't have a lot of cap flexibility. I was under the impression that uh, Broussard was looking for 2 to $3 million back around July 3rd, 4th, 5th. Lo and behold, we're up here now to, uh, you know, August 2nd, 3rd, 4th. What transpires in that regard moving forward? I think that, you know, what's the old saying? Beggars might not be able to be choosers. We'll see what happens with him. Edmonton is still obviously in the need of a third-line center. It's not the craziest idea, and there's a lot of people that have reached out on uh, Bob underscore Stoffer uh, tweeting me uh, just uh, regarding, hey, what about the potential of bringing this guy in? Makes sense. Totally makes sense. So just stay tuned in that regard, regarding one Derek Broussard. All right. 12-17 in Edmonton. We will get to NHL today. Updating uh, spoiler alert if you've got this one. What do they call it? PVR or whatever regarding the uh, Canada-Sweden game. It is in the second period. Canada currently leading the Swedes by a score of 3 nothing. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Let's get to some texts on our Heartland Ford text line at 6.30, Here we go. Bob, uh, after hearing Dave Tippett's interview with you and reading Daniel Nugent Bowman's piece on theathletic.com of Dave Tippett, it sounds like Tippett has Benson penciled in as second-line left wing. What are your thoughts? Uh, I didn't get that impression. I think it's a possibility that... Of the forward prospects for the Oilers, that Tyler Benson would, you know, have a better chance to make the team ahead of Marodi, certainly, and uh, and Yamamoto. Yamamoto needs to to get a full year, and he hasn't had a full season the last two years. Bounced around a bunch a couple of years ago. Uh, finished the year pretty well in Spokane. Uh, up and down at the start of each of the last two years uh, in Edmonton. He's going to get some traction as a pro player. In Marodi's case, I would personally want to see a little bit more quickness um, and more strength. In Benson's case, I know what the work is that he's doing. Again, of those three, I'd say he's got the best chance to make it. And if he makes it, to me, it means James Neal ends up on the right wing. That is how I would interpret that. You can text us at 630-630. Bob, Doug McCarthy was good, but Ray Podolowski was better. That one comes to us from B. Well, Doug McCarthy didn't make it to the NHL. Ray, P- Ray Podolowski did. I played against Ray Podolowski very briefly growing up as a kid. He was on a level far above uh, <laughs> the majority. I mean, he was a pretty prolific offensive player and then ended up being a skills coach later in his career. But uh, different guys, I mean... McCarthy sort of had to scrap like an alley cat to to play at every level that he did. And, and you heard Al May yesterday. I mean, he led the Atlantic Coast in scoring in the mid-'80s, and then Al brought him back, like, actually in the yeah in the mid-'80s before he ever played for Claire Drake at the U- University of Alberta. And then, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, Al brought him back in to, to play minor pro as well. 
you can text us at 630-630. This text comes to us from Jeff. I played ball hockey one summer against Mark Fistrick. That guy would sit back and do nothing until I needed a goal, and he would dangle us all and score at will. One of our guys tried to fight him, and he just looked at him with dead eyes and confidently said, you wouldn't survive, and walked away. Well, why would you pick a fight with a guy? Like, hey, if he goes and drills one of your guys in the boards from behind and smokes him, you might have to do something, right? Or if he sticks one of your guys, maybe you, But why would you challenge that guy? I don't know. It's You get to a certain age in life, and you're just like, come on, man, really? All right, off to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Do your clients love the outdoors? Get them the hottest summer gear like branded camping chairs, coolers, and more. Here's Brendan Escott. Bit of a quiet day today, Bob. Flames <laughs> think, on uh, Michael think? Stone, though. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's cle- he cleared waivers. He has been bought out by the Calgary Flames. 29 years old, 117 points and 439 career NHL games, though he only played 14 last year. Minnesota Wild reportedly have interviewed both Ron Hextall and Peter Shirelli for the GM vacancy. The Athletics' Michael Russo, who broke the story of Paul Fenton's firing in the first place, says they are in the early stages of interviewing. Neither guy necessarily a frontrunner right now. And we mentioned it, Canada back on the ice at the World Junior Summer Showcase this afternoon in Plymouth, Michigan. They're 1-1 one one at the tournament right now following a 4-1 win over the Americans. An 8-3 loss to Finland a couple days ago. It is uh, Philip Broberg on Sweden this afternoon taking on Raphael Lavoie, Olivier Rodrigue and Canada. All right, uh, Mitch has texted the show at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. He says, Bob, watching Broberg, I think he'd be better off playing in Hamilton this year uh, than playing over in uh, Sheleftia. Well, I will tell on that uh, front. Uh, out of Grand Prairie, Alberta. Bob, the Oilers seem like the team that needs to come together, as per Hitch's comments last year. Paul Yarvey seems like a major uh, kink in the chain. Would love to see a Paul Yarvey trade for Brendan Lemieux. That kid uh, has spunk, and this team needs some. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brendan Lemieux is a high-energy guy. There's no question. He's, You know what? He's a... Thick, tough kid that's got some ability. It's interesting what's happened there, and it's interesting that he's moved around as you know already in his career a couple times. Buffalo, and then he was in the Evander Kane train that uh, set uh, Kane to Buffalo, and Tyler Myers went to Winnipeg, and then on from Winnipeg where he couldn't get full time duty uh, to the New York Rangers. And I'll, I'll, who did he fight from the Oilers? I'm trying to remember. Was it uh, was it Kara? He fought oh. JJ Kara, and he he won the fight, didn't he? Tuned him in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? Uh, very different personalities, Paul Yarby and Lemieux. And I'm not saying that either guy would be a better fit. Uh, but I, I do, you bring up a valid point there that that's, uh, that's the guy that you might, uh, you might want to have some interest in. Is Rodriguez in goal, by the way? It looks like him. Is that is that who's in goal right now for Canada? I believe it is. Uh, so on that note, spoiler alert, five-on-three power play, junior summer showcase, and the Swedes have scored a power play goal. It's 3-1 for Canada on a five-on-three power play, by the way. Screenshot. So that is where we're at right now. Bob, I, what would be interesting with Brendan Lemieux is, is he not uh, a bit like Matthew Kachuk? 
By the way, it was Philip Roberg that scored the goal for Sweden on the power play. That's it. He's going to be a stone-cold mortal walk top uh, first first pairing defenseman. Broberg on a five-on-three power play, make it a 3-1 game. Uh, Annan LaDuc has taken the time to update us that Mark Fistrick is now one of our fine firefighters in the city of Edmonton. Well, yeah, it's actually, where did I see? I saw Mark at the Kevin Carius golf tournament. He's a big guy, hard-nosed guy, busted his jaw a couple times, I think, in junior. And kind of, you know, he, the th- Mark, Mark Fistrick, the thing that I used to chuckle about him is you didn't often see guys that would step up and try to hit people coming in on a three-on-two rush. And Fistrick would do that. And occasionally it would result in some awesome collateral damage on the ice. And then once in a while, he might miss a guy, and it would end up in a three-on-one. But there were not a lot of defensemen that played uh, that way. He, he was like plus 28 one season with Dallas, slotted in a third-pairing role. Uh, you know, he he certainly he could really hit. Um, I think by his own admission, after he broke the jaw, maybe the appetite uh, to take a punch wasn't there all the time. Uh, because once you break it, it can break again. Uh, but uh, interesting guy nonetheless. Okay, this text comes to us. Oiler fan from Calgary, can you get off this Paul Yarvey discussion? Nobody cares about this ice hockey giraffe but you. That, that, that is what the text... Uh, face it, he's a dud. Move on. What do you think about that, Brendan? Do you think that I'm the only guy that out there in the city of Edmonton that cares about yes, Paul Yarvey? Well, I, I get to look at the text line every day, too, and I can confirm, in fact, that Bob is not the only guy that cares about yes, Paul Yarvey. And if you've ever been on Twitter, yes. uh, you might notice the same thing. Uh, Grand Prairie saying, Bob, I believe that uh, Lemieux would be the Oilers', an- or the Oilers answer to uh, Matthew Kachuk. Um and this text out of the fine community of Peace River, Alberta, on our Heartland Ford text line. Bob, Les from uh, Peace River, how do you think the Battle of Alberta will go? Uh, uh, who's got the upper hand, and what do you think the Oilers need to do to uh, break into the playoffs? Well, the Oilers need to have improved play. Uh, they got to have improved goaltending. they got a much better penalty killing. they got to cut down the goals against, and they got to have more depth scoring. So there's four things right there. Do I think they'll make the playoffs? I think they'll be close. That's my hope, but I'm not going to overpromise and underdeliver. So I think they'll be in the mix, and I'm going to be very intrigued to see where Dave Tippett can take this team. But it is a different team than the one that Todd McClellan had last year. Let's not forget, Todd McClellan started the season last year with Ty Ratty, along with Connor Yamamoto and Yesapoli-Arby on the right side. And we're not counting on any of those guys this year in Edmonton to 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 be in the mix and, and those sort of slots. A little bit more experience with the depth, and the Oilers got to have more depth uh, goal scoring, and they didn't shoot. The, I know Jason Greger wrote a piece about this about a month and a half ago, uh, just the statistical improbability that the Oilers would have as low a shooting percentage, and a lot of it had to do with Tobias Reeder. Like at this time last year, we thought Tobias Reeder might be able to score, right, or might be able to score, I don't know, 10, 12, 14 goals. Didn't happen. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, and then uh, we'll get to Dustin Penner when we return on Oilers now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.